What's good? This is Elton Anderson Jr., a.k.a. Detroit Chopra, and I'm here live and direct in Bali. So, you know, I'm from the Midwest, born and raised in Detroit, and I always got love for my people from the Midwest. But today we got, bro, somebody who I'm just so honored and humbled to have on here. He's representing Chicago, but this man is so worldwide. He's had people rocking his music, his his insights, his vibe, his energy all over the world. So y'all going to get to know him through my eyes because I'm excited about getting to know him even more. So without further ado, I got the one, the only, Mr. Mike Flo. Peace, 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 peace. What's good, brother? What up, though? Yo, I wish y'all could see it. If y'all just listening, we out here burning the sage. It's a Wednesday in Bali. Right. We just <laughs> vibe. Winning, winning. It is always a vibe, man. So... Mike, I'm going to just start off, bro. I mean, the way I was introduced to you, to be honest, mm -hmm. was uh, this past Saturday. Mm -hmm. And uh, amongst so many other things, bro, you are the dopest DJ oh, I've ever man, I appreciate that, man. Experienced, man. And, I appreciate uh, that. Because I want to get into that. And, and, and guys, I got to tell y'all a story because, you know, we decided to go party at uh, Savaya at a party called Disco Africa, right? Right. This was my first time mm. out there at that party. And uh, you know, me and my boys, we was vibing. It was a lot of a mm -hmm. lot of a lot of good lot of opportunities things. out there. A lot of things. <laughs> yeah. And uh these are my boys' first time at this particular party. And uh it was a point where the music was going and then you did a transition, Mike. Mm hmm That transition touched my soul. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I wonder which one. <laughs> I wanted it was to the point where I wanted to go and find like a phone or a Spotify recording. I couldn't <laughs> even have the phones in there. Right. But it was in that moment that you touched my soul. This dude look at us and point at the crew. <laughs> yeah, I seen it. <laughs> so man, that that was just a powerful moment. And it's so that's why I say it's so amazing to have you on here right now, bro. Like, how did you even get into music? Like, cause you, it's deeper than just DJing, man. This is like, yeah, a energy, man. I mean, I'm a sound boy, man. Original, you know. What I mean, my mom gave me the tools um, early on with vinyl and stuff, and uh, having vinyl in the house at an early age, and then um, I just always been around music, and so from playing vinyl to playing clarinet. And and I wanted to move to saxophone. Yeah, I was a band geek for a hot <laughs> second. But I left the band because I wanted to play saxophone. And the and the and the, the band director wanted me to play bass clarinet, and that ain't really what I wanted to play. So I stopped playing. I started hooping. Um, but um, I always been around music. I consider myself um, as a as an MC. I consider myself a rapper's rapper. Mm, mm, you know what I mean? As a DJ, I consider myself a DJ's DJ. So, yeah, that's I, just I my want, thing. I want to get into that because I kind of get what you're saying. It's like you have so much. When you say you're a rapper's rapper or a DJ's DJ, mm -hmm. is it because you have so much deference for the art itself as well as technically you know what you're doing, but you... Yeah, I think, great question. I think it's a little bit of both because, uh, one, I think the, the, the courage. So along with the skill, I mean, you need the skill. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the prerequisite to the skill often, in my observation, is the courage. Uh, the courage to do the shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's some DJs that'll roll up to a party. They roll up in their Jeep playing some other shit, and it's dope. And then they get into the party and then they, they dumb you down because they, they underestimate what they think, you know, you vibe to or what's going to keep you buying drinks or, you know, circulating in there. So they dumb it down. They give you a top eight at eight, says clear channel radio. You know what I'm saying? A little billboard. And, yeah, and a lot of that is that, you know, it's like a lot of the DJs want immediate gratification they want to feel like they're killing it mm. so they're gonna give you some songs that are already proven 
that you probably will like or have heard or are used to or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Then so they they feel good because they feel like they're killing it. You're dancing. You feel like they're killing it because you're hearing what you was just hearing at home or in the car on the way to the party. Yeah. But the DJs, DJs, okay, all right, are the are are the ones that aren't afraid to play you that shit that they was playing in a Jeep when they rolled up. That's the thing. The courage to do it and the courage to know that every song is not going to be everyone's favorite. The courage to read the crowd. Mm. The courage to not have any premeditated sets. The courage to really <laughs> challenge yourself and, and free that shit up. And that's a microcosm to this life, moreover. Bro, you know that... That is exactly uh, how I felt because it was it, it you and you said it at another interview you had. You mm -hmm. said, you know, I play for myself. Absolutely. And that's what I told my homeboys. I was like, I have never heard a DJ play music mm -hmm. for the black boys. Like, Absolutely. Ne I never in my life, bro. Never in my life. They usually playing for the girls. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, DJ, yeah, yeah. They playing for the. For the venue they're playing at, or mm -hmm. you know, we in Vegas, you gonna play Vegas, yeah, 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 blah blah blah. Nah, I have never like I was like this nigga is playing yeah. music for me. Absolutely, because I see myself in you, and I know I know the politics of um, of gatherings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and I and I understand the rules of engagement. So I know mm. that like certain people are. Are the dancers, they're going to dance regardless. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They come to dance. They laid the outfit out. They're going to have the drinks. <laughs> they met up with their people. It don't really matter, okay? Mm. They're the staple, right? But that's easy. You know what I'm saying? It is, can you get into the people who don't feel like they got to clap for you? Can yeah. you make them feel like they got to clap? You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, and, and, and then the other people, they're just cattle anyway. So they're waiting for the cool kids to respond. Um. You know what I mean? And then they'll respond. So there are times where I might be in a scene, I may be playing, and it may be just a certain number of hardcore dancers. I might just play for them, right? They fucking with me. I'm mm -hmm. fucking with them. I might just play for them. But then I but then there are times where I know I got them already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I can reach out and, and get into somebody who's having a drink, talking to a young lady or something, and then they like, wait a minute. And now <laughs> now the two of them are dancing. So I strive to do that. But um it you know, but that's why it's important for me to be present, mm -hmm. for me to be able to read the room, yeah. to be able to watch and see who okay, that group of dudes over there. Like, they fuck with this right here. Oh, okay, they want some real nigga shit. Okay, I, I, I do too. So, like, let me go with them. Okay, I got them. Okay, now I can bring them some places where they might not be familiar. They already in. I got them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm interested in that. It's like a uh, it's a social experiment for me. That is, yo, the, and and I'll, t I'll tell you, like, the honest truth. Like, mm -hmm. it's amazing hearing you say this and describing this because I have so much love and respect for DJs. Mm -hmm. And I think the moment you got me was actually through your authenticity. Yeah, yeah. It was it was the most authentic display mm -hmm. I've ever seen. I have a lot of friends who are DJs and mm -hmm. I and I get what you're saying. They play mm -hmm. to the room. Yeah. But I felt like we was in your living room and you was like, Y'all, y'all ain't ready for this shit. Like that's how I felt. And I'm like, I'm in Bali on shrooms, right out here lit, winning, <laughs> and I've never experienced anything like that, man. I do want to get mm -hmm. into authenticity with you because yeah. we're not going to deny that you know your tattoos and your style and and your eloquence, bro. You're one of the most eloquent people I've heard speak. I appreciate that. <laughs> so we're gonna dive into that. I mean, his yeah, yeah, I was yeah. saying his voice sound like butter. He's just over here just <laughs> doing that, man. So I want to get into like all of you, bro. Like I want to understand this authenticity, mm -hmm. uh, and we can start from the outside in, yeah, inside yeah, yeah, out, yeah, 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 wherever yeah. you want to go with it, man. Um, you know, I think the key to my authenticity is, uh, you know, uh, being mindful of mindlessness. Mm. Um, 
and just turning my brain off and just really uh this may sound colloquial but just going with a certain flow and whatever the 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 ebbs and tides and and the highs and the lows and the in-betweens of all that brings i never fight that but you seem like you create the flow that's the thing like that's the thing it seems like you you happen to the world yeah yeah you know i see what you're saying with that i i may create it for others but in order for me to create it i'm letting you know how how what the catalysts are for me mm-hmm. in order to create for myself in the world you know there is and that's a great point you mentioned because there's a the i believe that there's a european construct um that says that energy cannot be created nor destroyed just transferred right mm-hmm. but i i believe that energy is created all the time mm-hmm. now what creating is that can be that word can be thrown around in, in semantics or whatever but for me man it's just i go with with the seasons and my reasons throughout the day <laughs> and i'm authentic in that Okay. And so when I don't feel like smiling, I don't smile. You know what I mean? Yes. So, and so. <laughs> and it, that's as simple as that sounds. You know? Because <laughs> yeah. you think, we think like if we're in an elevator full of white people or whatever mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. you have to be the. Yeah. You don't. But you don't have that opportunity with all these tattoos. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, man. My when, bro got tattoos on the face. When I, when, for instance, there are days where I feel like a silverback gorilla, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. And then there are days where I feel like a hummingbird, you know? Mm. And everything in between, I'm just authentic in that. Wow. And other people can resonate in that because, like, for instance, I'd be riding around. I'm in New York. I don't wear a mask for this. Um, I don't even say the word. Right. Okay? I know exactly what you mean right? <laughs> I do my thing. My thing is motherfuckers can do whatever they want. Just don't be trying to mandate me. All right? You live by that code, right? Yeah. But I may be, and I'm I'm in tune, you know what I mean? So I may be on the train, and there may, there may be some people that are looking at me like, look at this guy. This guy's reckless. This guy doesn't care. He's disrespectful. He's not a patriot, right? And then I see other people. This is all through, mm-hmm. you know, the eyes, right? The windows, right? There may be other people that are like, gosh, I don't want to wear mine either. Yeah. And this guy doesn't look all, he looks like I could see myself in him. He doesn't look too crazy. Like he's not, he doesn't look infected per se. You know, man, maybe I could take mine off. Now that's a microcosm of of a whole. But, you know, when I'm my authentic self, I see that in other people and wanting mm. to indulge in that within themselves. And sometimes seeing me may give them a boost, um, serve as an affirmation or ignite the courage within them. And however little morsels or bigger ways that they want to ignite that fire within themselves. So when I'm in the DJ booth, man, if I'm playing like the other night, I was playing some South African shit, right? For a minute. Yes. Some dirty Dirty South African shit. And when I hear the bass tones, they don't make me smile necessarily. It give me, I got a screw face. Mm-hmm. Right? So there are times when I'm walking around and I feel like that. There are times when I'm on my bike and I feel like that. I never strive to perpetuate anything that I am not currently and innately and indigenously feeling within myself and that's where the authenticity comes so i don't want to get a d uh, uh, um, a tattoo on my fucking face i'm not if, if the thought says that i should carry that out or if, beyond the thought if my gut my intestinal fortitude says today is the day for that mm-hmm. then i roll with that instead of when i say being mindful of being mindless instead of negotiating and navigating the reasons why i maybe should or should not and all of that and so i just stay true to myself and the other people see that and they fuck with it and the ones who don't fuck with it i don't take that personal because it ain't for them no way <laughs> check that's it. That's the word right there, guys. <laughs> no, bro. And man, 
that is so powerful because growing up in Detroit and for me personally, mm-hmm. I was uh I've always known I was gay, so I had to like hide that and then mm-hmm. hide all these other parts of myself. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. When I do see somebody who's just like not even fuck the world, it's just like I can't do anything but be myself. Right. It's it's a learning. It's a learning. It's a it's like you're a teacher for me. And I say. Yeah, it's it's like just being yourself is a teacher for so many people. And so as I go on my mm-hmm. authenticity journey, mm-hmm. I've been vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's I guess that's my window into my soul. Mm-hmm. And it's been helping people. People call me crying because they've never seen a black man cry. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's that's powerful. So it is um it's just refreshing to see people be themselves and like authenticity is not only contagious but people want to see it like absolutely people, it is bro. like you authentic on instagram like mm-hmm, the place where people mm-hmm, filter mm-hmm. their fucking lives up right not just they face they whole lives they filter everything right and you hit it with a little bit of authenticity you activating the grid bro yeah i mean you know listen man we are all impressionable to to a certain degree you know what i mean mm-hmm. i know how to piss in the toilet because somebody taught me right <laughs> right now now as you know Humans inspire and activate uh, certain feelings and emotions um, within each other. I mean, like, I remember some years back, I think it was I was watching the VMAs and I saw Kanye West with some skinny jeans on, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a day where I was like, I I was probably wearing a fucking 34 insane nigga. A size 36 waist. A Jabot. A Jabot. <laughs> Brand X Jabot. <laughs> you know, from the crib, man. From the shot. So, um, but I was like, man, I would never wear those jeans, mm-hmm. right? And then I start thinking. I was investigating myself and saying that. I was like, but wait. When I, and when I was in seventh grade, my mom was tapering my pants mm-hmm. for me. Essentially, those were skinny jeans. I was like, but I was like, nah, that really ain't for me. Fast forward, once pop culture, this is an example, pop culture, culture caught on to, you know, trends that black people create and share to the world, right? Let's, let's talk about it. And so now if you want some jeans, for example, in that time, then it was like, well, that's what you got to get. You want jeans, then they might be skinny. You mm-hmm. get the skinny jeans. And then I had like five pairs of skinny jeans, right? <laughs> So the point I'm making is, you know, I was, I was um, vulnerable, okay. right? I was impressionable. Um, and even when I resisted a certain uh, urge, maybe, I was able to let my own guard down, see the strength in my vulnerability, <laughs> and get fresh. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and that's what I did. So... Um, people need to see other people, quote unquote, taking chances, yeah. right? Or living in and embodying in their true, authentic selves. Because when I saw him wearing those jeans, after I got over my own ignorance and ego, and once I tapped into what my core emotions were with that and was able to sort through those, then I was inspired by the style. And that's. Yes, and you passed it on. Like, you passed on that authenticity, that inspiration on to other people. Absolutely. And it's interesting because I remember you saying you were Sagittarius, right? Yeah. With a Capricorn moon and a Capricorn rising? Hardcore. Woo! Woo! Mm-hmm. And what would you say is the most <laughs> Sagittarius thing about you? Because I've never met a Sag like you. What day is your birthday? December 6th. Yo, I've never met a Sag like you. A lot of the Sages I know tend to hide hmm. a lot of who they are. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of close friends. It pose. Yeah, yeah. I've never like I think you're like the evolved Sagittarius. That's a good that's a good point. I think um <clears throat> I think that has come in experience and 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 age. I mean and age is often not the precursor to experience, right? But sometimes um they go hand in hand. I think in my earlier 
Sagittarian life. I was, um, you know, I was maybe more concerned with feeling correct. Mm -hmm. Um, As I've gotten older and more experienced, I find that it's more important for me um, to be wise rather than feel correct. What's the difference with that? So like when I'm just in being more, the difference is in being more and feeling uh, just more self-determined and not easily um, triggered, uh, buttons not easily pushed. And so someone else could have um, a polar opposite view. Mm -hmm. And however they express that too, they can be upset, they can be calm, whatever. They can be the antithesis of how I feel. But there was a time where I may have been concerned with either trying to convince them of what I thought the way was or, um, or, or, or chop down whatever they were saying because I categorically disagreed with it. But now... And that's and that's the that's that that was the the argumentative, the fire, the fire, yeah, right, and in the sad, and the cap is the bossy, <laughs> yeah, the the the, the, the straight business. ahead business, right, yeah. and so now, um, damn, fire and business, yeah. So now my thing, <laughs> which which can make me very shrewd, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now my thing is, you can feel however you want to feel, in the martial arts, um, you know, I should take a. I used to practice a, a African martial art, uh, Egbe Ogun, and oh, shout out! My boy was telling me about that. Yeah, it's a full system uh, from from the ground to the clinch weapons, um, but um, you know, and this is a, a a statement throughout all the martial arts. If someone is punching or kicking over here, mm-hmm. and I'm standing right here, I don't feel the need to go over there and block their punches or kicks because their kicks or punches are nowhere close to threatening me. And that's kind of how I live it out here. So motherfucker could feel, think, say whatever the fuck they want to do. Like, Hey, what the fuck you going to do to me? You can't do shit to me. So I'm cool because I know even if I feel like I'm right, if I allow too much of that fire, Sag, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I allow too much of that fire to burn, I'm going to burn up the whole hillside. Mm. And I may feel right, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm going to yeah. be stressed. Mm. And it's important that I don't feel that stress. So I let that shit go. It's interesting you brought up the, the martial arts mm-hmm. because when you think of like fighting, you either think in terms of defense or offense. Mm-hmm. Mm. And... That's how people live their lives. You know, people are so defensive, like always just like, oh, man, what you mean by that? Mm-hmm, <laughs> That's mm-hmm, such mm-hmm. a defensive thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then you have people that go to offense where they're like, let me attack everybody else mm-hmm. because I got war within myself. Right. And you don't give me that energy, bro. Like you give me the the flowiest energy. How did you – did? Did martial arts help you with that? Did life help you with that time? Like, what helped you find the need not to be defensive or yeah. offended? I think um, martial arts did help with that. And also being um, martial arts helped affirm mm-hmm. that. But um, growing and being an ap- a parent. Um, mm. really, he was a young parent, too, right? Yeah, I was Pretty a young, young parent. Yeah, I mean, like 22 years old. My my, my children are, uh, well, not children anymore. <laughs> and they're not mine. They belong to the universe. But my son, uh, Garvey is his name. He's 21. And Peely is 19. Um, but in the, mar- in, the, in the martial arts, the most powerful step is known as the feminine step. The feminine step allows you to take a step back. So an assailant can overexpose their selves and they can like motherfuckers swinging at you. You take a step back. They overswing, overexpose themselves. They give you their back. They expose themselves. Now you choke them out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you letting somebody make the first move. You're playing, you're playing the mental game before you play the physical game at any point. I'm, I'm protecting my energy and myself. And I am, looking at 
at ways in which I can be effective and the most efficient. It's like Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather wins fights not because he throws the most punches. He, he, he wins the fights because he's a supreme counterpuncher. So whatever you do will become a strength for him. But he has to be patient in that. He has to be, although there's a, a, a only a certain number of minutes in the round, there are only so many rounds in the fight, he has to be patient, and he's patient because he is confident in his skill. He knows that you can't hit him. But every now and then, he can hit you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the fight, he wins because he hit you more than he got hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and so that helps. But as a parent, um, seeing yourself in your children and knowing how you would have liked to be parented or how you would have liked to be uh, talked to or communicated with allows me to see the individuality within the, 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 the person and treat them with the respect that they deserve and the uniqueness that they deserve. I can say some shit to, to my son that I might not be able to say to my daughter and vice versa. So it keeps me open. It keeps me uh, uh, honest yeah. with myself. Um, so I don't feel like I have to be on the offense. I don't feel like I have to defend anything. I worry. I don't even worry. I focus on the results. So if, so if I want the di- what parenting, if I want the dishes washed, right? Okay. All right. And I could pull. I could go on the offense, right, and say, hey. When I, I'm about to leave, when I get home, had these dishes washed, right? That's how my mom should talk to me. Of course. Right? Got it. On the offense, right? Um, or I could complain and, and, and cry about how hard I work mm-hmm. and, and I need you guys to help and pitch in and, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, woe is me, right? victim. I could be the victim, right? I could take the defense, mm. right? But... I say, one, I want the dishes washed. Okay. Now, my daughter, she's a Libra. She's into fairness. Okay. Her highs are high. Lows can be low. I know that she, she's been gone out the house. She's been at dance. She didn't make these dishes. If I, if I ask her, if I try to get her to wash the dishes, do I feel like navigating this whole fairness trip, Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, I want the dishes washed, period. <laughs> right? Right. So I can, there's a way, but if I say my son's not home, say I don't feel like fucking washing them. I can say, hey, Peely. What's sign? He's a Sag too. Oof. I can say, uh, Peely, if you don't mind, when you get a minute, um, do me a favor and wash some of those dishes so that I can make dinner. Because she likes to eat. Got it. So I can say, she thinks, okay, what are we going to eat? This nigga's going to make some shit I probably like. Let me just wash these dishes so I can eat. Now, I like that I'm going to eat anyway, <laughs> but I want the dishes washed. And so, I, you know, the point and all that, and I know I'm being windy about that. No, no, I but, like this. But the, <laughs> but the point is being results-driven. And as far as, as long as you are results-driven, the, the, the instance the, 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 will, will be different and you can adapt. So sometimes it takes being uh, offensive. Sometimes you have to go and counter on the defense. You know what I'm saying? But you have to be open to what the situation requires and not so stern in who you think you are um, in order to get the shit done. Bro, no, that was a that's a lesson, man. That's like the tactical way to parent mm-hmm. <laughs> to get shit done. To get shit done. And every I I see when I talk to you, the more I talk to you, I feel like everything is can be a microcosm of life. Absolutely. Like every everything, like every interaction mm-hmm. is a lesson. Every decision you make is it can be broken down to 
macro. You can take mm-hmm. any macro thing and break it down to the micro. Yeah. Um, I do want to tackle on um, the super. I don't know if you look at it micro or macro, but I want to talk about the journey um, mm-hmm. within now mm-hmm. because I've been on my spiritual shit. That's why we got the Detroit and the Chopra. I love it. Great side name by too. side. Appreciate it. it. Shout out yeah. to my homeboy Dwayne for calling me that one day. Mm-hmm. Um, what does your? I'm always interested in understanding what people's spiritual journeys and spiritual awakenings look like because mm-hmm. I can already tell you on it. Uh-huh. I can already tell he's tapped in, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what does it look like for me? Yeah, when did it start? What? And more importantly, like, how does it affect your your philosophy? Because I, I'll give you, for instance, like, I used yeah. to be a photographer and hosted a travel show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this is this is lit, you know? Right. I'm in a 3D world. I'm getting the ego fed. I'm just, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thirst traps getting a little deep. DMs, you know what I'm saying? Like all that, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And then now, I've had to separate myself from what I did because I identify so much with it. Uh-huh. And now I'm exploring things like starting a podcast, YouTube channel, uh-huh. uh, coaching others. Yes. And uh, I was just, I'm just curious. Like, did your were you able to fit the things that you identify with? kind of within your spiritual journey or like did you did they merge did they, did I, they grow yeah I, I i look at my and i and i'm glad you say journey because it is a journey it's not a destination you know the african world the indigenous world said there is no beginning and there is no end right um at all right but um i think for me it's about an activation a, re- a return mm-hmm, per mm-hmm. se um and i think that happened along the way because all the things help you you know even like they say if you were to to become a a record um a star you had a recording artist or whatever and they say everyone who's an, looks to be an overnight success has been doing it 10 15 years already so even if i when i go into a particular moment that may have changed my life, all the moments uh, leading up to that played an intricate part yeah. also, right? Yeah. But I think uh, for me, when I was 19 years old, I was um, privy to a set of great black men that I got an opportunity to see speak live and in person and I think it kind of activated um, a knowledge base for me. And so my, my spiritual awakening came through an affirmation. It gave me some answers to questions I didn't even know I had. You know, it gave me the answers as to why I was buying cigarettes for my mom with food stamps at the corner store. Right. Um, it's it allowed me to see myself as a global citizen it allowed me to feel at the same time very very small but huge in the same breath um and so through the knowledge of myself through the knowledge of self in this journey has allowed me to slow the game is kind of slowed down. Yeah. It's like an athlete. You know, if you've been playing ball your whole life, you've been doing anything for a long time, you become better at it, right? And now, you know, or, or Tom Brady drops back the pass, and although he's got 2.5 seconds to get rid of the ball, he can scan, he can go through his reads in milliseconds, and it's, the game kind of slows down, although it's fast. And so that kind of, at 45 years old, that's kind of what has happened with me. The game is kind of slowed down, and I'm able to go through my reads. Um, I'm able to know what my skill set is. Um, I know what my strengths are. I know what my weaknesses are. I strengthen my strengths as well as my weaknesses. And at the end of the day, knowing that there is no weakness per se, like there is no failure, it's just an experience. And so I don't 
put that type of pressure on myself. And I know that we talk about the microcosms. These, I am every minute of the second. I choose my words poignantly. I breathe deep. I take my time. Um, and I really live in my moments. And that, that allows me to be open to the multitude of things that this universe has to show me all the time. I learn from some of the seemingly smallest shits. I bird watch and shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I've watched birds build nests. Okay. That shit is fascinating. It's fascinating. And I take like, um, I had a, a, a house in Atlanta. It was like seven species of birds in one big ass tree in front of my crib. And I used to sit on the porch, smoke joints, and watch oh, the birds, right? I watched that all day. I watched them take <laughs> branches and little sticks and, and build their nests. And I see the self-determination. I see the patience. I see the attention to detail. Um, I see the results driven. And so everything in this human world for, for that, for me, that may seem complicated or whatever, I know is very, very... Um, simple um because we're mammals so i don't get too caught up in this human shit right you know what i'm saying like you know you go into into the jungles the fucking monkeys are eating when they need to eat mm-hmm. and they're sleeping when they need to sleep and the rest of the time man they be playing around and, and kicking it right that's what life and that's what this <laughs> shit is so that's i just listen to that and going back to the courage Oftentimes, the simple shit like that takes courage because so, someone's going to say you're irresponsible. Right. You know, right. you're idealistic. You're not real. What world are you in? You, oh, you, you think you deep. Whatever the fuck they will spew, which is only a manifestation of their own fears, which ain't for me to sort through. Yeah. I mean, and I want to I want to stop. Not stop you. there. Come on. But, we building. But uh, with you being from Detroit. Mm-mm. I mean, you being from Chicago uh-huh. and me being from Detroit, right. we both know people that have never left. Mm-hmm. Totally. Even in our families. My brother. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He ain't like and shout out to him. Shout, shout out. Shout out to shout, the people sh- that hold down yeah, yeah. our hometown. Yeah, because somebody got to do that. And <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And how has travel been, like, expansive in this Oh, yeah, absolutely. How has that been for you? Another affirmation because um, as big as this world is, I realize it's very small. And what I mean by that is some of the the core values and things that move me in this big old world, it doesn't take long for me to spot A-likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I could. I mean, what was that Savai I was playing with? Three thousand people there, some shit. I don't know. It's huge, it huge. And I can tap in and see a likes right away. So as big as this world is, I'm reminded of how small the circles are. The older I get, or the more experienced I become, my circles become more and more small. Um, I can see certain things before, you know before I have to go through the experience to figure out if that's for me or not. I've been a little, a lot better at that discernment. Um, but yeah, going through the world, I've, I've been blessed, man. Uh, through most of my travels with dead press, I've been able to go to six continents. I've been to probably 40, 45 countries and, oh. and, and a gang of cities in between. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, um, I can see myself in somebody or group of somebody's everywhere I go. So it helps affirm and lets you know, like, you know, maybe you ain't that crazy. Or, 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 yeah, they like that shit too. Like, you know what I mean? Certain shit just resounds worldwide. And it's, 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 it's affirming. It's great to see, um, you know, whether that be poverty. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether that be um, uh, wealth, love, love, anything, it's all, and and I I love that word affirming affirmations has become my favorite word because yeah. what it really means when I really think about it, 
all of affirmation is, all of this affirming is your own intuition. Mm-hmm. Like you already know what you want right. out of life. You already right. know the feelings that you want to feel. Right. And a lot of times I think people want things because they see other people with those things. But you don't want that thing. You want that feeling. Oh, my God. I say it all the time. It's a great. That's a great point, Elton. I mean, like. Yeah, that's it. Yo, that's- bro. <laughs> I, mean, I say this all the time. I'm so happy you touched on that. It's the feeling. I have a song on my current album called The Equinox. Oh, shit. Um, and okay. It, and it's called The Feeling. Um, and basically, you know, it's, it, it speaks about being able to supersede the things yes. and to get into the feeling. People want to make billions of dollars because they want to be happy, right? They want to make the money to afford the things that ideally should bring them this idea of happiness. But we all know that there are fucking billionaires that are stressed out. They're going suicide, divorce, all types of shit, right? So we all know in our conscious minds that the money doesn't bring the happiness, right? But someone will say, okay, well, fine, right? And going back to courage. Someone will say, well, you know, I want to be a beachcomber, right? And they say, well, shit. Then that means you got to make the money so that you can afford the plane trip and so that you can do all of this, right? And the reason that they approach it from that is because they're saying that you need the money to do that because they can't uh, fathom leaving a certain life alone so they feel like you have to live this life and in order to do that other shit you want to do you're going to be able, you're going to need to be able to afford both but the person that says i don't even need that whether that be friendships whether that be restaurants that i like to frequent or whatever or expectations that other people have of me that person that says i got a, a carry-on luggage and I'm going to the beach to be a beachcomber. That person doesn't need all of those things. They need the 401k, you know. So, but it's the courage yeah. to say, I'm going to figure it out. I'm, I'm a student of the universe. I'm going to submit to the universe. And whatever happens, I'm going to be with it and I'm protected and I feel good and I'm rolling with it. That's a, that's a courageous um, act nowadays. It is, it is, and I mean, that's kind of what I did. I didn't even have the desire to be the beachcomber. I wanted to find myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you talk about courage, because mm-hmm. that is, have you ever read this book called Power Versus Force? No, I know uh, of that, but I didn't read it. But uh, I, yeah, that, I, yeah, that's the book. Yeah. That is, that's the one. Maybe I'll read it. Yeah, by David Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And it was, for me, it was like a Bible because the first emotion, the first vibration, because that's where our emotions are, they're just, signals to the universe mm-hmm. the first vibration that is in the power because everything else is forced like fear anger uh uh shame guilt even even pride mm-hmm. is a is a low vibrating uh emotion mm-hmm. but courage is the first emotion that gives you power so it makes me start thinking about the idea of fear versus faith because mm-hmm. they're both the same they're mm-hmm. just two sides of the same coin when mm-hmm. you think about it. Mm-hmm. Because you're, if you have fear of something that didn't happen or you have faith in something that didn't happen, mm-hmm. either way, it didn't happen yet. But you just choose the direction <laughs> right. you want to go in. You know what I'm saying? You see I what say. I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I and, exactly um, what you're saying. And so I, 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 I love having people on this, on this show who choose the side of the coin of, of faith and courage. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I'm, hey, I mean... You know, it's like um, a basketball player, man. You put a ball. If I put a ball in your hand right now and you take a jump shot, whether it goes in or not, you're going to want another shot. Mm, you know what I'm saying? For sure. And and Because I can't play. Right. <laughs> but But if you shoot once and you're like, oh, okay. You're going to make adjustments in your mind. If you miss that shot, you're going to make adjustments in your mind about what you need to do to maybe make the shot the next time, but you're definitely going to want another shot automatically. So when you start hitting shots out here, you know what I mean, and tweaking your approach and you start hitting shots, 
you want more shots, man. Mm. And then you become it doesn't matter if you miss them. Right. You become Damn. less less afraid of missing them. You become excited at the opportunity to take the shot. That's a mic out here. You know what I'm saying? Dropping the words. Bro. You want to take the shot. And that's what that's what I strive that's what this to life do. Is. Yeah. Let's get into what all the things you do because I know you brought up basketball. I know you brought up being mm-hmm. affirmed by speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh I know a little bit about you, but mm-hmm. I would love for you to talk about the things that have kind of moved your soul and shaped you. Because this is a renaissance, man, we got here on here, man. This, uh, this, I don't think it's anything that you don't do. Like, yeah, I do a lot. How, how about we talk about <laughs> the things that you don't do instead of what you yeah, do right. at this point? Yeah. But no, tell me some of the things that, that, uh, that have shaped you or that you use to shape the world around you, man. Um, yeah. Shaping me is uh, I'm really like I'm I'm really into to the animal kingdom, but I've done a lot, and so I've been a school teacher, a a retired school teacher for what twelve almost thirteen years. I've been a basketball coach, um, men's men's AAU, uh, girls varsity high school. I've been an academic advisor. That's three. I've been a professional barber. Yo, okay. okay. Didn't know that. That's four, yeah, that which is like being a counselor. Uh, <laughs> a healer. And yeah, a, all of that. <laughs> um, I have been, um, I'm an editor. Uh, I'm like, a like typeset, um, mm. content, copyright, proofreading. Oh, like when somebody writes a book, you, you can. I'm the editor. Okay, all right. Uh, up to five. So yeah, far. yeah. Um, I'm an editor. <laughs> I'm an analyst. Uh, I'm a linguist. Uh, I have a degree in speech. Um, mm, that's what you hear. This man, I'm telling you, this yeah. man takes these words. And just <laughs> uh, I'm a them. I'm a cook. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Uh, and he, uh, didn't even get, he didn't even get to DJ producer. Yeah, I didn't even get to that. Music. He didn't even touch music yet. I didn't that's get the to funny that. Part. <laughs> um, I am um, a, a trained uh, concert vocalist. Which are is why, gonna, which is why I might sound like butter here. Are you gonna? Are you gonna give us a a note? Are you? Gonna, I mean, <laughs> you, you, you can get that. I get you that. Um. Uh. Let me see. What would I sing? Um. Uh, I feel like I can. I, get, I give you one. I give you one. Surprise me. I give you one. All right. This is exclusive, y'all. Uh. I used to visit all the very gay places. Those come what may places Where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life To get the thrill of life From jazz and cocktails The girls I knew had sad and sullen gray faces With distant gay traces they used to be there, you can see where they've been washed away by too many through the days. Twelve o'clock tales. Then you came along with your siren song that tipped me to madness. I thought for a while that your poignant smile was tinged with the sadness of a great love for me. Oh, yes, I was wrong. Again, I was wrong. Life is lonely again. And only last year, everything seemed so sure. But now life is awful again, a trough full of hearts would only be a bore. A week in Paris will ease the bite of it. All I care is to smile in spite of it. 
I'll forget you, I will, while yet you are still burning inside my brain. Romance is mush, stifling those who strive. I'll live the lush life in some small hall dive. And there I'll be while I rot with the rest of those whose lives are lonely too. Yo, it's the butter for me. It's the, it's the zone. Yo, Mike, where did you go when you were singing that? Because you weren't here. Mm. Uh, that's Lush Life by Johnny Hartman. Um, John Coltrane is on the accompaniment on the sax. And that song, I just dapped and tapped into the lyrics of the song. That song is about an alcoholic. Mm who um is is really tormented by this lush life that he's living and things were so great and things are starting to fall apart and he's in a bar with other people whose lives are lonely just like his mm. um and yeah so and the key to <laughs> tapping into and into interpreting those lyrics is you kind of kind of have to go there I, I, whatever that means for you you have to tap into that i saw that no bro like i saw that and it was it was very similar to the feeling that i had <laughs> when you were djing it's similar to the feeling that i had as you were speaking about bird nests check and that ability to just tap in into so many different parts of you bro like yeah, how did yeah, you yeah, even? Yeah, 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 yeah. How did you even <laughs> like open up that that veil? Because I, I talk about Bali here, right? Uh huh. The, the veil between the spiritual world and the and the physical world is so thin, right? You manifest like this here, like every mm-hmm. like I literally was at the party. I said I'm gonna have him on my podcast. And yeah, yeah. You're on my Boom. podcast. Boom. Like it's nothing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. Is that? How how do you manifest, man? How did how are you manifesting this amazing life? Oh man, I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm conscious of um of my vibration, and I know that the importance of uh, momentum mm. is key. You know what I mean? So even when I am just um, idling, right? Mm-hmm. If my foot is not on the accelerator, chances are prior to that, I've built up so much speed that even when I take my foot off the accelerator, I'm still moving. Coasting. I'm still coasting. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's kind of how I treat it. Um, and, you know, that momentum is powerful because, like, for instance, this what, this conversation that we're having today is only going to catapult me to a higher calibration, which is going to continue me into more great things, God willing, as we move into the rest of this day. You know what I mean? Easily. And this is going to catapult me. I've got so many gems. I might be listening. This is one of the episodes I'll listen to mm-hmm. five, six, seven times. Right it's, on. It's codes in your words. It's not just, you're not just, I hope y'all <laughs> listen. It's not, he's not just talking. It is like codes in everything that this man is saying. And, and even in these tattoos, I know it's codes in these. Everyone has a purpose. Every yeah, yeah. everything is intentional. And I, bro, yeah. I just yeah. I for one, man, I am just honored again to have you here. So as we're wrapping it up, because I don't want to take up too much time, we're approaching the hour mark. I like to keep them under sixty minutes. That's dope. Uh, I want to kind of ask a, a last question, kind of mm-hmm. kind of fun, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you might have heard this before, been asked this before, mm-hmm. but uh, what uh, if you if you got a dinner you can go to, three people dead or alive, who you who you inviting? Who would I invite to the dinner? You never been asked that before. I have not. Oh shit! Okay, well, here who, we go. Who, who would I invite to the dinner? Three people dead or alive? Three people dead or alive. 
Okay. And y'all can just talk. Okay. Vibe. All right. Without thinking too much. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to invite. Peter Tosh. Because I know that it's going to be some vegetables on the plate. There we go. And Are you vegan? Go. I used to be. I'm not vegan, no. Okay. Um, I was vegan for like 15 years. But, I, but my diet is more than mostly plant-based. And I'm going to want some vegetables at the dinner. Okay, we got that. So... Um, <laughs> And I know that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel the the rider and the maroon in Peter Tosh. So the 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 conversation that we will have with that Ital food is gonna be it's gonna be good for my spirit. So I okay. I, I would invite Peter Tosh. I would invite. Oh, this is this is this is a great question. Is, I I'm yeah, um, I saw it the other day. And I was yeah, like, nice. um I think I would invite whew, to a dinner though, because that's why. This is a dinner, right. Right, right. And it's like I know you playing with the idea of other people, but you're like, who is my top three? Yeah, um, dead or alive, you say, right? Dead or alive. It could be the Last Supper, but you know that was like thirteen. Yeah, right. There's a lot of folks, right? <laughs> but I wanted to keep it to the three. Um, John Coltrane, boom, because the conversation about transformation, mm. I would love to have with Coltrane and I know that um the pace of I feel like the pace of that conversation and maybe the music that we may be listening to during that dinner uh, may may it's be transport you to another you, you feel me dimension. so I'm talking about transformation from from straight ahead bebop to avant-garde with Ravi Shankar and things with Alice Coltrane and Harp and things, his transformation from heroin to mm. being straight edge. And so I would like to have Coltrane at that dinner for the, for the, the, the conversation of transformation and the pace. Okay. I love it. Um, and then number three, I think I want, I think I want Patty LaBelle. Yo, and, <laughs> and the reason I want Patty LaBelle there, this is the, my this is my Capricorn mind, right? <laughs> the reason I want Patty LaBelle there is because Patty LaBelle could really cook. Yes, and I want the vegetables, but I want the motherfuckers to taste <laughs> really good. And she makes crazy desserts, and she freed up. She gonna have a lot of wisdom, a lot of a lot of auntie mama jewels. That auntie energy, that mama energy is needed. Yeah, and and the power, um, she'll be the most powerful person at that dinner. Easily. And I want the female balance, the the divine masculine and female that she possesses. She's gonna give me some jewels in the music industry. And the food gonna be really good. So without thinking too hard, Peter Tosh, John Coltrane, Patty LaBelle. Bro, I'm trying to come to that dinner. That's that shit, not, that, you think about it. That's, that's a gonna, dinner. That's dinner. a dinner, nigga. Cause <laughs> Patty don't sleep like Patty in the seventies and like that lady Marmalade. Like she was Bro. a game changer. Like Lady Gaga, game, who game changer, man. Like all these tricks that you be seeing these young girls trying to do. Game what? changer and her a black woman in like nineteen seventy. Yeah, and her and her sweet potato pies is good as shit. <laughs> all that. So I want that. Brother, brother, this was man, this was so amazing. Like it it is this was like a destined conversation. Uh I just wanna say, man, where can people find you? Number one. Yeah. Go ahead. 
No, I'm gonna just, oh, okay. we're gonna start with there. And you I'm find find <laughs> find me um if you're in the social media realm, you can find me on Instagram. I'm probably most active there, although I have Twitter and Facebook profiles. I'm not active there, so you can hit me at, at MikeFlowOfficial. That's M-I-K-E-F-L-O underscore official. There is no W in MikeFlow. So M-I-K-E-F-L-O underscore official. Also visit uh, MikeFlow.com. That's M-I-K-E-F-L-O.com. Um, currently, I got... Um, a gang of music on there. Um, I got some merchandise uh, for my Stay Dangerous trilogy of albums that I have, so you can get the Stay Dangerous merchandise on there. You can also see myself and my other band member, my one half of Welcome to the Limit. That's W2TL, which means Welcome to the Limit. Uh, and we are at welcometothelimit.com, but you can see us at Welcome, the number two, The Limit, at uh, on Instagram. Um and yeah and holla at me when you see me out here in this in these streets in these streets in these Bali streets you the feel New me New York streets the all of that Chi-Town streets ATL all that shit brother this was ten times greater than I could have imagined uh thanks for having me I feel me, like man. I might have to get you on a part two next before the year's over it's nothing because there's so much more conversation to be yeah had. it ain't nothing but to guys, it but to do it y'all thank y'all so much for listening mike thank you so much for being here yes sir and uh we'll catch you on the next one brother holla power <laughs> <laughs>